Hello, welcome to episode 11 of Best Scott Beat. I am David Verman. I know, I know. I'm not Luke Hatfield. He's uh, basically this week he couldn't be asked rather than uh, <laughs> rather than being away. By no, no comments. I am joined by regular Liam Keane. You right, Liam? Uh, can you call me by my full title, please? Warsaw reporter, yeah, Liam Keane. No, you're Expressing place. stars. No, you're Warsaw place. reporter, Liam Keane. Back in your box, Verminator. <laughs> Caveat straight away that yes, I do still have a bit of a cough. I'm going to try my best to hold it in. Uh, just ruining all the content that I'm uh, here to produce. I mean, the Salas fans love just hearing me cough down their ears every every week, sadly, but it's still uh, tickling me a little bit. Have a good Christmas and New Year, though? Yeah, it was good, mate, yeah. It was obviously really hard, didn't Aside it? Aside from the football? Uh, <clears throat> it was very uh, it was very fast-paced. Not you don't, you don't get much of a break. It was just mm. games left, right and centre. It, it's... Uh, Got a couple of days in between uh, off, but uh, yeah, it, just, it went quick. But yeah, it was all good, mate. And I was very good at Boxing Day, my birthday, and New Year's not being hungover for any of them. Well, that, that's an achievement for you, isn't it? <laughs> it's an achievement. Have you got some fan questions a, about your drinking problems oh, later? No, it's not a drinking. Problem, <laughs> like that. I'm very, uh, very quickly getting rid of that reputation. Did your Does your New Year's resolution have anything to do with alcohol? God no! <laughs> I'm going out in, in uh, Manchester after the Salford game, <laughs> so uh, so no chance. Did you set yourself a New Year's resolution? Not really. No, I'm going to get back into the gym and, and eating proper after Christmas. But That's a New Year's I, resolution? No, it's, it's not really because I was doing it before Christmas. Oh, I just stopped okay. at Christmas and I'm going back to it. So nah. Well, before we get into the what ge- about yourself? Uh, Can we move on? No, I don't really tend to set on yourself New Year's resolutions. Never stick to them. Christmas. My New Year's resolution. Is to get a permanent job as a sports journalist, cough, cough, express and star. Jeez, <laughs> he's sending messages out now. <clears throat> Come on, Judah, get on it. Whoa, oh, you bleed black my question. Good, good Christmas. Uh, yeah, year. it was all right, chilled out. Oh, nice. Didn't get up too much, really. God, you sound, you sound really happy. You know, moving on. It, I find Christmas stressful rather than enjoyable, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> over it. It's just you know a bit too much going on, really, isn't it? Could do without it, but <laughs> you do, could do without. If it, it was up to me, I'd, I'd get rid of it all, to be honest. I enjoy seeing family and stuff. Not. I enjoy seeing family and stuff and having time off, but having to buy presents for like twenty people or whatever, it's just. I smashed it. With- Present I got from my mum and dad. Did you? What'd you get? I, I smashed it. I like it. I was a proper grown up this year, which is oh. uh, which is not now that you're twenty three, not, not usual for me. <laughs> I absolutely smashed out the park. The one of those you know Virgin Experience days. You can go in. Uh, and, well, they can choose like off a list or something, is it? You, well, you go in and you book the specific. You pay for the spe- specific thing, but then they give you like nine months. Yeah. To, for them to book it themselves, mm. whatever day and time and whatever. Um, I booked them both to go on a uh, a trip uh, from the view from the Shard in London. So they go up to the top of the shard and have like the whatever yeah. you can do up there and then afterwards you go and have a three course meal at, nice. uh, at uh, Market Pier White Trust yeah I was going to say it's a really posh restaurant in there as well isn't it yeah. I haven't been I absolutely smashed it <laughs> oh, honestly they were, buzz- they were buzzing with it I was really pleased were they wide eyed when they very I'm not going to tell people how much it costs because you know what <laughs> splashing out the wedge <laughs> Expressing style paying you a bit too much. No, they're not. <laughs> I can say that categorically, they're not. Anyway, before we get into the games themselves, as we are pretty much, well, we're more than halfway through your first season as Warsaw reporter for the Expressing style. Yeah. I mean, I did miss the first eight games, but let's move on. I want to ask you, <laughs> I want to ask you, what have you noticed about Warsaw um, 
to do with their culture, the way they operate, that has either impressed you or something that you've noticed as your time here? <laughs> you could have given me some uh, <laughs> a bit of a. Uh, Go on, you can have some time to think this. about it. We'll cut it. No, um, something that's impressed me. It doesn't have to impress me. It's something that you've noticed, noticed. about their, about the club's culture. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a tough <laughs> question to answer. I really actually don't know what to say. Um, I thought the, the fans have been brilliant with me personally. Yeah, they've really embraced you, uh, especially they, after Joe left. He was so popular. Yeah, Joe was really popular, and he's a Joe. As, alongside being a really good reporter, Joe's a really good bloke as well. So he, uh, it was tough. It was a tough act to follow. It was. Um, it's not been perfect for, for me on, the, on a personal level. I've not done everything perfect, obviously, but uh, I think I, I'm, I think anyway, I've had a pretty good start, um, mm. and the fans seem to take it to be pretty well. I mean, there's been the odd occasion where. Got a couple of tweets here and there. To be honest with you, it's no, it's no skin off. I've said this before. It's no skin off my nose. I really couldn't care less if someone sends me an abusive tweet. I find it quite funny. Um, it really, honestly, really doesn't bother me. Uh, they can say whatever they like about me. That's not an invitation for people to say whatever they like get about me. Get it, it doesn't bother me. But there has been a couple. Um, not, no, it's not abuse. It's just some people saying things like oh, and ask the right questions. That it, AB and my responses, which I haven't responded to everyone because sometimes I just ignore them, which is the best way to do it. But my responses, so I do ask the questions. I just sometimes don't get the answers. So I mean, yeah. I can't, I can't make the answer up, can I? Um, <laughs> but it, on, on, a, on a whole, and by a whole, I mean like ninety nine point nine nine percent of the fans have been absolutely brilliant with me. Um, so the, the the culture I found is that although it's, well, the thing I've noticed is although. They're not obviously as big a club as some of the other clubs in the area, and they're averaging what four and a half, probably thousand, if I had to guess around that home games, mm. things like that. But the, the, there's, there's a real passion for the club in there, and I think that the fans have been absolutely brilliant with me. And they've, they've considering that, and this was admitted in the first podcast, and then on Twitter very shortly after that, early on, they found out I was a Wolves fan. Um, <laughs> considering that, they've taken they've taken to me really well, and. Uh, yeah, that's 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 one the one thing I've noticed and been really pleased about uh, in my first half year, and hopefully it can only uh, only get better. It's a good answer for yeah. Not, even though you put me on the spot, I had no <laughs> yeah, idea that I question was coming. I should have prepared you a little bit, but to be fair, I haven't had much time myself to prepare for this. No, you're, not a, very, you're not a very organised bloke, are you? Really? <laughs> oh, shut <laughs> <up>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so match reviews. Carlisle was the first one oh, uh, yeah. this week. Uh, Nathan Thomason McCurdy got. Two goals for Carlisle, either side of Adebayo's equaliser. Um, do you think this game, as it came uh, in the middle of a pretty good period for Warsaw, was it just a blip for them, or was it more of a re- reality check about where their performance levels actually are? Um, I would say a blip, because I think the performances overall have been vastly improved recently. Uh, and it's been a steady, steady rise in performance levels, really, throughout November, after they got that disastrous October out of the way. Uh, it's been a sort of steady rise in performances. Um, Exeter, even though they threw away a three-goal lead, was an excellent first-half performance. And to get a point away, at, they were second in the league at the time, is mm. a very good point. To win 2-0 away at Scunthorpe was a very, very good win. So going into, it's obviously a disappointment, the Carlisle result, but I think it was more of a blip rather than a reality check. Because I think fans are realistic that this is most likely, barring any... Um, Catastrophic or mesmerising drops or rises at the league. It's most likely going to be a building season, sort of mid-table. Hopefully, 
higher end of that mid-table and building for next season. So I think fans are realistic about that and they know that's the most likely outcome. Um, so I think, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd describe it as more of a blip. But, I mean, Darrell Clark was absolutely furious after that game. Really, really unhappy. Was he angry, uh, more angry than usual? Because he gets quite angry after any loss, really, doesn't oof. he? It's tough to say. I mean, he... He, 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 it's tough to place where his mood's going to be. He's, he's, he does wear his heart on his sleeve, and he's, he's a very emotional bloke. Emotional in the way that he, he sort of lets his feelings known, and he'll etc. Not emotional in the way that he cries at films. Although I don't know, maybe he does. Um, <laughs> right, so it can be a bit unpredictable sometimes. He has come away with losses, and he's been pretty happy with the performance he's come away with wins and been pretty upset and vice versa so um, it, it all depends really uh, so I wouldn't say was, I wouldn't say he was necessarily more he was, he was, he was the most angry I've seen him in a while mm. um, but it wasn't necessarily sort of something that was unexpected or out of the blue he, he's, he's sort of unpredictable in general really when it comes to that you knew after that result he wasn't going to be in a good he, mood. he was never going to be happy anyway because he r- rightly so Criticised the team for the second half, and rightly so. Some managers are scared of criticising their teams and their players, and Darrell isn't. Uh, there has to be a, a fine balance, I think, between it. In that, there's praise within that criticism, which I, I do think Darrell does. Perhaps it's not as balanced as, as it could be, but it, it's, that's his way of doing things. And I mean, who am I to tell him what to say, basically? Um, but I, rightly so, managers have to criticise their team and players mm. at times. It's there are there was a time and place to do it, and for me that Carlisle game was the time and place to do it because they didn't they didn't show enough bottle I think um, in that second half uh, after when they they should have been three up half time that yeah. game should have been done and dusted. Uh, I mean they kept missing sit after sit. I I couldn't believe they kept missing I them. I, I couldn't believe you had Warsaw game. It was <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no no yeah they, they were missing so many good chances. It should have been three up, and then as expected. Carlisle go one up within 10 minutes of the second half and you're thinking here we go this is it and then we get back into the game a good goal without a bio and thinking right the momentum was was all with us then it was it was all with us and within less than 10 minutes of the goal Clark gets sent off and and then it's just back to the walls for the last 15, 20 whatever it was and they, yeah, they, they they really didn't show enough bottle. I think that's the best way for me to describe it. It was uh, enough cojones. You might, you <laughs> to might quote say. Troy Deeney. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, God, no. I'm not quoting <laughs> him. Um, yeah, I know he's a former Wolves player, but I'm not his biggest fan. Um, and, and I think Darrell was right to criticise him the way he did. Um, some people might think it goes over the top at times, but he knows the players better than one of his players, and he wants a reaction out of them, and that's likely the way he, he'll do it was by doing it that way and they got a reaction from that Orient didn't they uh, as we said yesterday in the video it was the Orient game looked like it was going the same, the same way to Carlisle and I'll just merge me talking about both games good segue into, into, into I'll yeah. segue into the other game <laughs> uh, again loads of chances in the first half but luckily we managed to take one before half time Josh Gordon took it really well um, Roberts kick Lavery flick on uh, Gordon in ran the keeper empty net Goal. Took it really well. It was, it was route one, like you wouldn't believe, but it was it worked and it was really really good. So um, that was the difference between those two games is that we took a, a chance before half time. Second half came out and similar to the Carlisle game, Orient came out and were much improved. They made two changes. They looked much more 
attacking. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had much more threat going forward. Um, they played a lot better. And um, again, another red card. You think, oh, God, here we go. But this time, they defended really well. And we, we, we even had the better chances in the second half, to be honest, because they didn't test Liam Roberts very much. They got a lot of balls into the box, but they didn't test him. Mm. Attempts wise, and we actually had the better chances in the second half, so a well earned victory in the end. And uh, I think it was a. It's difficult to say that they've learned from it because it, there was three days between the two games. Then it's difficult to say they've they've learned from that Carlisle game. But there is an element of they've realised where they've gone wrong, and they've they've shown a bit of uh, they've shown their metal a little bit, showed a bit. A bit of a, a bit of bottle. I'll keep coming back to that same phrase, but they've shown a bit of what they could do and and, and hung on. And to be honest, they looked relatively comfortable hanging on, even though it was a bit nervy at the end. And uh, it's always going to yeah. be nervy with Warsaw hanging on, especially after that Carlisle game. Isn't it? Speaking to the fans <laughs> after the game, after that Carlisle no, game, they're like, "Oh, it's Warsaw. That's no. what was going to happen." Always no, gonna no, happen. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I agree, mate. It's, uh, the fans are always going to be terrified. I was terrified sat there watching and thinking, "What's going to happen here?" But no, it was um, it was a well earned victory, and it was it's been a good Christmas New Year period, all in, all in all. Good for Josh Gordon to get the goal as well. Would it be fair to say that although he got Warsaw's man of the match against Carlisle, his work often goes in the pre- underappreciated. He's like he was running the channels. I actually don't think it does go underappreciated, mainly because I'm bigging him up every week, uh, and the fans, the fans do in general, they do love him. To be honest, mm-hmm. um, he's an exceptionally hard worker. Um, and he's been, to be honest with you, he's been brilliant this season, particularly in the last couple of months when he's really kicked on. Uh, and I, seven goals now in all competitions, he, he's, it's getting there. Um, need more consistently, but he's had two in four games now. And yeah, I, uh, I've been, I've been impressed with Josh. I really have, and he's done, he's done a really good job. So onwards and upwards. Um, the amount of times I've whinged on this podcast about that Orient away game. I'm sure you know about it. My, my parking ticket uh, yes, yes. stuck in central London. It was an absolute <laughs> nightmare of a game. I turn up, don't get any food, a couple of biscuits that every other Tom, Dick and Harry nicked before I could. I mean, I think I had two and they were the, the rubbish ones. Uh, it was like one of those selection things. Uh, not no, too bad. No food at all. Well, not too bad. I had selection two biscuits. biscuits. Are they Fox's biscuits? I don't know. They aren't my fitties or something. <laughs> uh, and then everyone else... And by everyone else, I mean it was it was international break at the time, so it was more media there than usual. But when I mean everyone, I mean literally everyone in that media area, aside from me and Luke Hatfield, got a donut. Uh, <laughs> what was that? Because you turned up late, or no? Because they, they, they handed it out to everyone apart from us, and they they didn't have enough to go around, so they kept it oh. quiet. The Warsaw press team came <laughs> they over. Kept to, it quiet. They, they said to the Warsaw press team, they said, "Don't tell anyone. We haven't got enough, but here's some donuts." So they came over and told me straight away because they wanted to take the mick out of me. I, I instantly thought, I instantly thought, oh well, it, they've probably only got like literally a handful. They've given them to the visiting press first, i.e., the the club, which they would do, which is fine. And then I turn around, and every single other media person is eating a donut, <laughs> apart from me and Luke. How did they expect to keep it quiet when just everyone's eating a donut there over the news? Anyway, I was fuming. Uh, this is how petty I am. I was so fuming that. Yesterday's game, you smashed everyone's donuts out their hands and jumped out. We don't get donuts, solely. <laughs> I uh, I did my best myself and encouraging other people to eat the food before the Orient team arrived. 
<laughs> that is how sad I am and how petty I am. But I was like, well, they, they gave me bug rules, so I'm going to have as much as I can here. And I finally got tomato sauce to go with the chips, and I was buzzing. I it's noticed like, the chips were all gone this, this Yeah, they, honestly, they, I smashed through. I, I, I had, like, two plates full. Uh, I was hungry as well. two plates so, full of chips? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have any of the sandwiches. I wasn't bothered by them. I was hungry after chips. Our uh, photographer that was there, expression staff photographer, Tim Sturgis, I went, I'll tell him the same story. I was like, Tim... Eat, eat as much as you eat until you're gonna blow up, mate. Have as much as you possibly can. I don't want these people. <laughs> I was trying to think what word I was gonna say, but I don't want them having anything. Um, Great, nice connections here throughout the league. Yeah, you know me. Uh, <laughs> and then didn't say. Oh, at the end, and then and I don't know if they had anything or not. To be honest, but a lot of it did go quickly. Um, and then I saw on Twitter after the press officer for Orient it was, that was his final game as Orient because he was moved to Bournemouth and I uh, most likely made it a very horrible experience so I'm sorry about that pal um, I'm not really sorry about it because I got absolutely heat all at your place <laughs> but uh, that's how uh, that's how petty I am I was honestly eating as much as I could as uh, you know well, I don't care as long as you don't inflict your pettiness on me I'll tell you I'm, what mate I'm we've had some, I've had some shocking ones recently as well like away games Exeter Got uh, to be fair, Exeter wasn't too bad. There was there was no room to sit anywhere. There was no room for us to go. So we had to sit outside the whole time, do all the workouts. So it was freezing. Did well. uh, you not sit in the press box? Yeah, but it wasn't a box. It was just in the stand. Oh, Which, I don't really care about that. That's fine. But there was nowhere to go in between, like before the game or after the game. Or anything <laughs> like that. There was no facilities. We did get a, a token to get a pie and a hot drink, which was quite good. So I was happy with that. Scunthorpe was exactly the same as Exeter with no facilities apart from sitting in the stand but they gave you no nothing at all no drinks food or anything and the, people are going to think oh, people are going to listen to me and think oh, I'm a proper pompous git because I'm because <laughs> I'm uh, whinging about not getting free food and stuff but I like food <laughs> what else do we say uh, we've got nothing at, at Scunthorpe and then uh, yeah I've got I'm hoping Salford this week going to be better but uh, but yeah so I had a couple Pretty poor ones recently. Uh, you that's what I base. I'm sorry, that's what I base an away day on. Is what food you as get? a journalist? What food and facilities there are. So Port Vale was pretty decent. That's not a bad thing to judge it on. Port Vale was pretty decent. The best so far this season by a long chalk has been Crawley. What? What did they get you? This, it, it was just sandwiches and like sausage rolls. With sausage rolls are rare, um, but the actual quality of the food was really. It was actually really really nice. It was genuinely proper good stuff so because uh, sometimes you'll have it and it's a bit naff I remember seeing a post from Lewis the Shrewsbury town reporter where he went I think it was Luton and they had like a massive like cart full of hot dogs that was like could you imagine turning up to a football match and just getting free hot dogs as many as you want I mean, that, that's, that's the dream at Wickham because he was telling me the same about Wickham at Wickham they got like a curry and everything <sighs> Well, this is well, this is winding me up thinking about it. No, I, I went to Preston. They did Thai green curry. It was oh, good. God, or man. sausage and mash. You could have either. Oh, you're it was joking. good. It was good. Oh, I'm hungry thinking about it. I've not had lunch today. Anyway, should we get back to should we get <laughs> back to the football? No, the food's more important. <laughs> uh, especially since you're saying you're trying to go off your New Year's resolution, go to the gym and stuff. It's probably best that we move on from food. Come on. What are you trying to say? <laughs> what are you actually trying to say here? No, come, come on. on. Look, it's football time. It's football time. It's football time. It's football time. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you mentioned it earlier about um, Daryl Clark, and you said it's him questioning their man- mentality. It was probably a good way to get through to them. Um, but have you seen after the Leighton Orient game? Did you see anything to suggest that that advice was taken on board? Did you see any changes in the certain players that you mentioned? Um, it's tough. He, he does come, but and he admits it himself. He comes back to this same. Uh, 
reasoning every time in that mentality was and I, I could see what he means and it's and and he obviously sees something that he needs to bring out in the players um, it was definitely a reaction because we played particularly well first half against Orient as well and um, it was definitely a reaction to that in terms of particular performances there was a few changes so I didn't really I didn't really see anything f- from particularly going forward and see anything from players that I hadn't seen in the previous game or games anyway uh, I think defensively we were a lot more robust um, and the, the players were more sort of up for putting their bodies on the line and, and really sort of that is that commitment if you show the commitment that that's essentially what, what he means I think anyway um, I don't think the players have ever not been committed this season but it's it's that sense of um, sort of digging deep and, and showing a bit of grit and a bit of metal and, and, and that's what they did against Orient and uh for example, a good example of this actually is, is Rory Holden, um, who, in the last two games, I th- even though he got, t- I think, he got taken off after just over an hour, I think it was uh, against Carlisle, but he played ninety minutes yesterday, and I think, I genuinely think he actually played quite well both games. He's um, he's been coming off the right more and drifting more centrally to pick the ball. Yeah, it seems like he defends on the right side when Walter defends, yeah. and then he drifts in between he, the lines. He's sort of drifting between the lines when he's going yeah. forward. Yeah, and. Uh, the second half, when Cameron Pring got sent off, they brought Cockle Mollett on. They went to a five and put Cockle Mollett in the back three. Rory came over and played in left wing back, just literally just to fill in for fifteen minutes and just defend to their heart's content. And I think he showed the Kahona style I've been talking about. I think he showed that. I want to use the word that begins with B, but I better not. Uh, he he showed that. He genuinely did for a young lad who's had a bit of stick this season. Who's by his own admission, I think as well, hasn't put in some great performance, but. It, performances rather but recently he was dropped out of the team for a bit has come back in with two starts now and I think he showed quite a bit yesterday I think he showed a bit of uh, a bit of heart and a bit of uh, a bit of desire uh, which which was good to see and I think um, that's particularly in those situations that's all the fans want and the fans were excellent yesterday in, in picking the team up when they were holding on for that result picking the um, team up and putting the ref down he's like for most of the fans <laughs> that ref Christ <laughs> He was a strange bloke. He's, <laughs> he's a strange bloke. He, honestly, he was strange. Honestly, strange. He, he, loved, he just loves a card. He absolutely, he's like, he's like the Mike Dean of League Two. Yeah, the fans were excellent. They they kept the players going, and it was and the the, the player the fans will respond when the play when players show show that that grit that metal. Mm-hmm. When when the players show that, the fans will respond to it. Um, for example, in the first half yesterday, a fan. Shouted at Josh Gordon, get up and get on with it after he went down under a challenge. Mm. And Josh turned around and gave him the evils. <laughs> I think 10 minutes later, he scores. Uh, and, then for, and then he put he put this, actually, just before he scored as well, I think he put this sliding tackle in. Proper put one on this player. Uh, but it was a fair tackle. It was just a very strong, fair tackle. Yeah. And, and that's what you want to see a response. And, and, and Josh is always good value for it. And it. I'm not using him as an example of someone who doesn't do it, but just an example of someone who. Put a foot in and and really do a, a shift for the team, and that's what the fans want. That's what they want to see, and they responded to it yesterday. And they were they were excellent. It was the loudest I've heard the banks is this season, I'd say. Um, so fair play to them for that. Can't can't go wrong. Something that hasn't helped them though, but that they've dealt with very well is they've kept having to shift their defence either through red cards or mm. injuries. They've injuries, had um, yeah. different back four in the last four games. I think. Clark has played every position in that back four, left back, right back. He certainly has. And centre back. 
Um, I'm just going to combine this with a question from Tim Jones that we got on Twitter. Oh, we're going on to the questions, are we? No, no, just this one, because it relates to this. Oh, go on then. And he asks, does James Clark make the defence stronger? Um, He brings qualities such as leadership on and off the pitch and is trusted by manager, but is he in in Warsaw's strongest team? I think he is, yeah. Yeah. I think he is in the strongest team. Um, Leadership quality is obviously important, but I do think as a player, I do think he's, particularly for League 2 level, I think he's a very strong and mobile defender. Um, His versatility helps as well, being able to play in in several positions. Um, Yeah, I do think he gets into the strongest team. It's a tough one because Scar and Sadler are playing particularly well at the moment. If there was a way of playing five at the back, which at the moment there isn't because reality is you need Wes McDonald in the team. Um, If there was a way of playing five at the back, all three of them would start in the back three, without doubt, I'd say. Um, So, Scar and Sadler are both playing particularly well at the moment, but with Sadler's age, I suppose you can bring him in and out of the team if and when he's needed. Um, And I think, yeah, I think think James gets into the strongest water 11 for me, definitely. You say them bad centre half though, not not a full back. Yeah, well, you say half. them going into a, a back five might help them, but do you think they've seemed to have stuck permanently? Don't put words in my mouth, Dave. That's I'm, what you said. I'm not having that. I didn't, say, <laughs> I didn't say it would help them. I said if they played that formation, okay. then all three of them would get in. Okay. You know what? I'm going to HR about you. I've had, <laughs> I've had enough. They get, they get, they're going to get a very strongly worded email about the Verminator, the way he's treating Oh, here we go. The Verminator. <laughs> Someone said it on Twitter. I've seen. Well. I've seen. It started already. But I was the point I was going to make is that. They've seemed to have stuck with the four four two in the last five to ten games or so, rather than switching between formations. Do you think that's helped them? It has. Yes, it's definitely helped. A bit of consistency helps, uh, and frankly, they have to play it because mm. if they don't play it, West McDonald can't get in the team. Um, they've never played him in a front three. Have they not? Um, oh, they sort of did for. A, it was more of a four five one more than a four three three, but they. Yeah, so he's never really played an out-and-out front three. Um, he did, there was a game the other week, he did play sort of the second half in that position. I think it might have been Carlisle, actually, when it changed to 4-3-3 for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but never really out-and-out. Um, and he he has played at left wing-back. I don't think he started there, but he's definitely played there. I can't remember if he, it was halfway through a game they changed it, but... He, wing, it's dangerous playing in wing back because defensively he, yeah. he I'd go as far as saying he's poor defensively and that that's not where his strengths lie so I yeah. can't really criticise him for it um, so if they're going to play him which frankly they have to because he is, is a big threat for them going forward then they have to play 4-4-2 um, or they have to play a formation not necessarily 4-4-2 but a formation that plays with yeah. wingers uh, as, alongside full backs they can't they're not, they can't play him as a, as a wing back they haven't tried him really coming through behind the strikers. Um, there's obviously a reason why Darrell hasn't tried that, and likely I think it's because he he's he's best suited when he's cutting in onto his right foot. Coming when he comes down the wing, he's he's much more suited at attacking the, the mm. defenders straight on. If he gets the ball and has to turn on a defender, I think that's where he struggles more to keep hold of the ball. Whereas if he gets a ball and he's facing the defender, that's where he makes makes the most impact I think so yeah out wide for me and he has to play and that's where the formation sort of lies with Salford first up this week last time exactly it was it was Salford Salford there we go <laughs> Salford did I say it wrong for you last time Warsaw played them they lost <laughs> the only time Warsaw have, have ever played them yes ever. that, ever, that ever, is ever, true ever. that is true and it wasn't a great one for him no lost 3-0 um, that result came at the end of a good run and 
was the start of a really bad one. Yes, and it also um, happened to be uh, the week I was in Berlin. Yes. Uh, and I missed the game. And it was probably, it was a very depressing day that day. I was there. Um, <laughs> you certainly were. It, it, it was bad. You, you know more about it than I will then, because I wasn't there at the game. I just remember there was a lot of hope going into the game. Salford had conceded like nine goals in the last three games or something. Warsaw hadn't lost in a long time. They'd be, they hadn't conceded in a long time, and then they go and lose three 0 And I don't think they, um, I don't think Salford had won away in in League Two up until that game as well. I might be wrong, but they yeah, they were on a really they certainly bad didn't have a, a good away form anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, and they were struggling, yeah. And uh, as typical Warsaw, we lost three 0 <laughs> So, what do you expect from this time? Just expect the same result? They're, yeah, they're, no, not no, 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 no. no. What you want about? Expect the same result. <laughs> Their form has drastically improved. They're, they're up to eleventh now in the league. Um, they're doing very well. They're only two points off Warsaw though. We're in fifteenth. That's how tight the points are. So, a win here would be huge, to be honest with you, because it would put us on the on the on the cusp of the sort of top ten, essentially, if results warranted. But it would it would it would put us in a very good position. So. Um, it, it's not going to be easy though because they have come through a good a few decent results. They, uh, I think they were unbeaten in three up until yesterday, up until New Year's Day when they uh, and they actually before that they beat Oldham four one as well away, and then they lost to Grimsby one nil. By all accounts, having looked at their manager Graham Alexander, I listened to his uh, his interview after the game, and they weren't they weren't particularly good, didn't play particularly well. They weren't uh, sort of cutting through the defence uh, going forward. And they conceded, I think it was 83rd minute they conceded against Grimsby and, and lost 1-0. So um, it's a disappointing result for them to come off that because Grimsby are struggling. I think they're 18th in the league. Um, so whether that's good news or not for Warsaw, I don't know. I mean, whether it knocks their confidence, whether it means they're going to react to it, I don't know. But their home form isn't actually particularly good. Their home form is, I think it's 15th in the league, just on home form. Whereas away form, Warsaw are 8th, I believe. Mm. Um, so away from home we've been very good this season um, so it's all pointing towards a pretty positive result for Warsaw and uh, if I, my prediction is I've gone with a score draw which, which oh. would be a good result I think um, but Warsaw are very capable of winning this game by, by any means at all they're very capable of winning the game it's not going to be easy though they're, they've come through and they found a bit of form recently so uh, yeah we'll See. They've got a bit of a spread of goals as well because that their top scorer Adam Rooney's got six. They've got a few players on sort of four, five. So they've got a bit of a spread of goals similar to Exeter, who uh, before the game that Ryan Bowman was on seven. Uh, he obviously scored two against us, but before the game he was on seven. The next one down was six and had a bit of a spread of goals, which is in a way similar to Warsaw. They're starting to get a bit more of a spread. Warsaw have uh, got two players on seven now. Gordon and Lavery got Adebayo's on three, I think, and they're sort of starting to get a mix of goals throughout the team a little bit. So. Um, yeah, it, it, it'll be a tough game. It'll be a, it'll be a tough place to go, but it'll be a good, a very, very good trip. We've got a fa- over a thousand Warsaw fans going already. Oh, nice! Sold out the initial allocation, uh, and there's an, there's an extra, I think, an extra two. It's, it's one thousand eighty five, and I think it's around three hundred on the door. So if they it all gets sold out, we're looking at one thousand three hundred Warsaw. Well, more than one thousand three hundred Warsaw fans there. When the stadium has only got a capacity of about 5,000, I think, or five, five and a half, something like that. So, you're going to be in your way in? This, this is one of the questions. No, yeah. I'm not going to answer this one of the questions. But uh, it's, yeah, it's going to be, so it should be a very good away day trip. The first trip ever for Warsaw to, to Salford, having come through non league, obviously, through uh, the class of 92 owners. Um, so, it'll be a very interesting trip. It'll be a tough game, but 
I've always got confidence in the, the mighty, mighty Saddlers, you know me. Walsall will be a bit light up top, though. I mean, yes. Adebayo's gone, Gaffney will not play as he is on loan from Salford. They've had to, I think Lavery's come off in the last two games because just to change things up to try and get a result. Um, do you think they'll be able he, to deal with it? He didn't come off against Orion. Oh, did he not? No, he didn't. Oh, okay. I stand corrected. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. He, does, he, does, <laughs> he gets submorphed and then Josh does. Josh Gordon um, Yeah. Because there's uh, no obvious solutions on the bench in that. Yeah, sadly, we're now, looking so. at a situation where, as usual with Dowell, he doesn't tend to give injury updates. After the game yesterday, he said, with facing Guthrie, it's too early to assess. We'll have a look at them over the next 24, 48 hours. So we don't know how they're going to be, first of all. Um, Sinclair's been missing the last two games. We don't know how he's going to be. Uh, Adebayo limped off against Carlisle and missed the Orient game. Don't know how he's going to be. So it's it's very uh, it, it's frustrating for me not knowing, but it's difficult to to put a finger on where they where we're going to be. So when I've done the sort of predicted lineup for the paper tomorrow, we're looking at. I've gone with playing Gordon and Lavery with a four four two, but I would mm-hmm. not be. So, this this is and I've and I've predicted that Adebayo hopefully will be fit for the bench. As you say, Gaffney can't play because he's on loan from Salford. So if Adebayo isn't fit. We've got no other striker apart from the two starters. So I would not be surprised if he only started with one of them, potentially played a 4-5-1, mm-hmm. packed out the midfield, played Holden on the right, played one of them on their own and kept one of them on the bench. Do you think he would change formation after, you know, we were just talking about them selling yeah, in the 4-4-2? Play- yeah, he played 4-5-1 recently. I think I wouldn't be surprised if he did it, mainly, be- mainly because then they then have a strike option on the bench. Otherwise, if they want a strike option on the bench, they're looking to bring in one of the academy players through. That 15-year-old Luke Pearce was on the bench against Chelsea in the EFL Trophy. He didn't come on, but whether they might give him a chance on the bench, I don't know. But um, Sam Perry, 18-year-old midfielder, he's been on the bench the last two games. I would expect he'll probably be on the bench again. Or, the, or if not him, they'll give maybe Joe Willis, one of the other young lads, a chance on the bench because... Frankly, they're going to need to fill their bench out. If, if yeah. all of those players I've mentioned aren't fit, Cameron Pring yeah. again is going, is going to be uh, suspended. They will have Clark back, obviously, which is a, a bonus. Um, but if all those players that I've mentioned are definitely not fit, they are going to have to fill their bench out, basically. So we're looking at we're looking at Callum Cockle Mollet starting most likely. Mm-hmm. We're looking at Norman starting most likely, both in obviously in the fullback positions. Um, if Clark comes back, he'll probably start with Scar, I would imagine, if they don't play Sadler. So Sadler will take a place on the bench. Corey Roberts is probably going to have to come in for a place on the bench. He's not been on the bench the last couple of games. Jules will probably be on the bench again. He's come into the team recently. And then after that, you're looking at a couple of the younger lads. You're looking at, well, you're probably looking at James Hardy coming back onto the bench. He wasn't in the squad recently, but if I'm honest, I probably would expect him to be on his way out the door in January, if I'm honest. Whether that happens or not, I don't know. but you're probably going to have to have him on the bench because they they're, they're short on numbers. An academy midfielder, Willis or uh, or Perry, and then after that, if Adebayo's not fit, they're going to need someone else there as well. So it's it, they are looking light on numbers if all of those players aren't fit. The issue is we don't we don't get told by Daryl, and frankly, I wouldn't be shocked to turn up on Saturday and find out that. Uh, Randomly, one of them's fit again, so it's it's going to be a tough one. I mean, again, we, as I said, with Facey and Guthrie, we don't even know how bad their injuries are. Their injuries could be extremely minor, or they could be 
a hamstring injury that's going to keep him out for four weeks. So, again, we don't know. Uh, then got- it's helpful, isn't it, when I don't, when I have no Scooby. But, <laughs> but it's, it's difficult because, I mean, we, we do ask Darrell the questions and it's his decision not to answer. And that's, that's fair enough. Uh, and, and it's difficult to, to find out, really. Um, the club, people at times will tell me bits here and there, but then equally the club want to respect Darrell's wishes to, to not have things out there. So it's, it's difficult. I know it's frustrating for fans as well, but... Um, at the moment, it's all speculation, and we'll have to wait and see come uh, come Saturday. Uh, and it's Portsmouth on the seventh Tuesday, the seventh. It in the certainly is football league trophy third round. Um, if, if can I just quickly say, if Wolves fans on. don't mind me, don't mind me saying because I know I grew up as a Wolves fan. Uh, <laughs> but if they don't mind me saying this, just as a bit of respect to Kenny Jacket because he's an absolute legend and a top man he is a legend um, a lot of respect for that man so just want to put that out there very quickly I'm, I'm sure Warsaw fans will forgive me for that uh, but i big big fan of Kenny um, there's not much good sentiment towards him at the minute from Portsmouth fans I don't think though no there was a time beginning of the season where he looked like he was going to be out the door because they mm. were struggling but um, I'll be honest with you I've not started preparing for that game yet, so I've got no idea where they are in League One well, and <laughs> so. I think they're pretty comfortably mid-table um, they've had some strange results recently. They've beat uh, Wickham, who are up there doing really well. But then they've, you know, lost to MK Dons. They've lost to Ipswich, who are who have been struggling for a while. Drawn with Gillingham. Are you, are you confident Walsall can get a scalp in this game? I think the the, the smart decision, a smart prediction would be that Pompey will probably probably win, uh, which is obviously a bit. Of a down to say, but um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely within Wattles' capabilities to beat them. Of course, it is. Uh, it's a great opportunity as well to get through to the quarterfinals of the EFA Trophy. I mean, they're three games away from from Wembley. Mm. Just gonna say, just saying, I'm just gonna say, you get good food at Wembley. Oh, actually, no, I've, I've done Wembley before. Oh, and, yeah. uh, <laughs> the food was actually <laughs> underwhelming. Really? Yeah, it actually oh. was. It was all right, but it was a bit underwhelming. But don't get me wrong, it's better than League Two. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah, it, it's it's going to be a tough one. Um, they've got a better chance than they did against Oxford in the FA Cup. Oxford are obviously doing particularly well at the time they were anyway. So um, it's going to be tough. I would expect it's going to, it, I would expect it'll be difficult to come away with something there. But it's got a great opportunity. And it's this is what the cup games are all about. It's about playing these difficult games and, and getting results. So you know what, I wouldn't put it past us. I really wouldn't. Is it worth mentioning any transfer news? Is there anything going on? <laughs> As we are now in January. I wish. Um, <laughs> sadly, there's not much to go off at the moment. Um, Fans are always dying for I can give news, my predictions, it? though. Oh, go on then. So, my predictions would be that we'd see Jack Kearsey leave. Contract is mm. still... We are looking, chasing an update for that very, very soon. Uh, so, Waterfall fans should expect something on that imminently. Um, I'm expecting... Jack Kearsey to leave I'm expecting James Hardy to leave I'm expecting potentially Zach Jules to leave really? Uh, potentially um, and yeah so we're looking at maybe three or four at the door and then a similar number in as well so I think if we can sign Wes McDonald up to a contract he's not counted within the three or four I mean new, three or four new mm-hmm. faces but if we can sign him to a contract you're not a conservative more nurses coming in that was a really bad joke I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry for the listeners there. that was Dave come on man 
you need to do a bit, a bit of uh, sketch writing before you come in here. Um, <laughs> I'm expecting three or four in. Darrell's made it clear he wants three or four forward-thinking players. Uh, there was a winger uh, that they were chasing on, on uh, deadline day in the summer that potentially they might go back in for. Um, and, yeah, I think potentially we're looking at a striker, another winger. And I would... I don't know whether they're looking at this, but I personally would go for another physical midfielder, someone because all our midfielders are very similar in sort of height, stature, etc. I would go mm-hmm. for someone with a bit more physicality, someone, um, yeah, someone, someone a bit, basically someone a bit bigger, which is a weird way of phrasing it, but that's that's the, what I'm trying to trying to get across. So that there would be my predictions at the moment. I'm feeding off scraps a little bit at the moment with January, um, hoping. Rumours and things will start flowing through, and then I can start putting things to the club. But at the moment, it's a, it's a bit of a struggle. But it's only the second of Jan, so you can. There's time. There's plenty no, of time. Yeah. Oh yeah, my other player. I said I was Lee. I was trying to think of the name. I said I think Liddle will probably go permanently as well. Depends on how he gets on. Obviously, uh, I pull. But I think his first match, he got a man of the match performance over there. So uh, surely he's not eyeing a comeback already after one man of the match performance. Come on. He, I, I, very, I actually don't expect to, us to see him in a Warsaw shirt again, if I'm yeah. honest. Okay, let's get into fan questions. We've got quite a lot today. Come on, throw them at me. Send your fan questions to Spin it round, Liam Keane on Twitter. Spin it round. Oh, you want to see them? I want to see in as well person. As, you, as well as you reading. I want to see who it is. Go on then, from Tom. Good old Tom. You, has you, you know who Tom is, don't you? I, I do. Go on, who is he then? No, don't click on his profile. You, absol- <laughs> you absolute cheat. No, I, d- I know who he is. I just don't know his official title. Yeah, you don't even know his official title. You did. You you did not know that he played. That he was at Wall. Like, Warsaw. Yeah. Warsaw. <laughs> no, I, I knew he was a media guy at Warsaw. I just didn't know. That was no, you did not. Title. Actually, yeah. Tom, used, Tom used to be at Wolves. Actually, he used to be. Uh, he used to do some video stuff there for them a few years back. And now he's upgraded. Yes, he has. You're right. Um, <laughs> yes, Tom started this thing. The question is. Well, I'm doing your job now. You ask me the question, go then I'll go. Will we be in the way end on Saturday? There we go. So that's it. <laughs> I, I won't do your job for you. Um, he's been starting a bit of a movement to try and get um, to try and get me in the away end because it's going to be absolutely bouncing at Salford. Why um, doesn't he want to be there as well? Was it just you? No, no. He certainly wants to be there okay. as well. But sadly, both of us have got a job, and I think it's very unlikely. That, that he even offered to me to to write the match report for me. Um, <laughs> But I don't think ENS. I don't think that will go down very well. Yeah, if, I'm, no. uh, if I'm a few Heinekens deep in the in the, in the away end, I don't know why I chose Heinekens. It's not even my go-to drink. But if I was in a few Heinekens deep in the away end, why do you always do that dance every time you're talking about having a they, drink? They can't see what it is, but I've got the two beers in my hand. Um, and yeah, I, I don't think it would go down too well with ENS. Sadly, so uh, yeah, not going to happen. But as much as I would like to be there, I'll be taking a, a few vids or whatever of the crowd from from where I am. Uh, Lee Reynolds asks is, Guth- is Guthrie's lack of fitness having a negative effect on the team do you keep Scott and Sadler together for Saturday and Clark on the bench or does Clark come straight back into the team and who do you drop so that's two questions one really to start with is Guthrie Guthrie's lack of fitness having a negative effect on the team um, I would say it's having a negative effect on the team because that sort of implies that uh, it sort of implies morale wise and things like that that they're they're sort of being hindered by him Um his lack of fitness is definitely an issue because if he's injured, we obviously came off injured against Orient. If he's misses games because of this injury, then he's actually this is his fourth spell on the sidelines this season, which is a lot. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what wages he's on, but I'd imagine he's one of the higher earners at the, at the club. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's difficult because he has the quality when he's when he's on the pitch, the ball at his feet. But you can see that he's not very mobile anymore. It's sort of the years have caught up with him a little bit, mobility wise. Um, I wouldn't say it's having a negative effect on the team, but with him being out injured, it doesn't help anyone, does it? So it's a tough one. Next question. <laughs> so his next question was: Do you keep Scott and Salah together on Saturday? And if you bring in Scott, Scott, uh, if you bring Clark, who do you drop? I think you would bring in Clark, and I think Clark would bring in Clark, as in as in Daryl. Um, <laughs> I think he would bring him in. I think he's his go-to really. But um, I would bring him in, and I would drop Sadler, not because of anything Salah's done wrong, because I think he's been very good recently. Um, but I think it's. Give him a rest, age-wise, and, and get Clark back. I think what Clark offers as a presence as well is very important. Uh, David Sadler, good name, has a next there question. Well, the next about he's got about five questions here, so we'll go through them. First one is who's your star player of 2019? Now you haven't been Warsaw reporter for the whole of 2019, so yeah, but we can forget last year. <laughs> um, for me, I was thinking about this as well because we're. This, this will be coming on Saturday. We're doing a comment piece and we're looking at the halfway point and we have to choose a player for start of the season so far. I was thinking about this as well and I think I think I was I was close to going with James Clark, but in the last few weeks particularly he's had one or two iffy performances and obviously got sent off the other day as well. I think I'd go with Josh Gordon, you know. Really? Yeah, I think I would. Um I think what he's offered this season and particularly how he's grown into that as well. Mm. I think it's been really important. So, yeah, for me, I'd, I'd go with Josh, I think. Uh, He's got about five questions yeah, in one, so, hasn't he? So, the next one's biggest disappointment. I, I think mean, there's many candidates, though, isn't there? Don't you dare. <laughs> what are you? Uh, I think for me, it's got to be Rory Gaffney. Um, yes. yeah. He has obviously scored one goal this season. This is a nice way of putting it, but frankly, the fans don't like him. That's a nice way of putting right. it. Um, and I think. I don't think he's ever shown a lack of desire because I think pretty much every player I say I think has shown a has shown some sort of desire or some sort of work. The games thing. I've seen him play, he's worked hard. There's but, definitely no yeah, lack of desire. Yeah, I don't think it's a lack of that. I just think it's it's a lack of actual quality in his performances. And I'm not saying he's a bad player. I just it's quality, the quality hasn't been there. Yeah. Um, and the fans are only going to respond to a player yeah. when the when the performances are there, aren't they? So for me, it's, 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 it's him. Uh, Sadler's next question is, are you becoming a Sadler week by week? I think we've had a f- got a few questions on this, asking um, where your allegiances now lie. I'm 100%. I don't even know who the other team are. I'm 100%, <laughs> I'm 100% in. I'm, I'm deep in with the Sadlers now. Uh, do you see my tweet after the game uh, yesterday against Orient? The one about, what, your bye-bye one? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the <laughs> it, it was them two players. It was, what is it, Craig, Clay and Miles Judd. Yeah, I Judd. They're the names, aren't they? Yeah. It was them two. Because uh, George was getting absolutely pouses from the home end as well in that second half. They felt he was play-acting a bit to get um, Prink sent yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. And uh, them two were getting some stick on the way out. And they were responding. They were looking at him and giving him scornful looks and saying, <laughs> were, saying stuff back to the, I couldn't hear what they were saying, but they were saying stuff back to the fans. There was a third... As I was typing that tweet, there was a third player who did, who did the same thing. Because a few players who were hanging back, going over to the away fans... And there was a third player who did it as well, and he reacted pretty badly. And I couldn't see—I couldn't see the name. I, I, I could only see his face, and because I obviously don't cover Rory, I don't don't know all their players by face, so I didn't know who he was. And I was trying to get the name or the number on the back as he was walking off, and I couldn't quite get it because he was going down the tunnel. 
Uh, there was a third player to add to that tweet as well, but that tweet was hilarious. I thought, I, honestly, it sounds really, really big headed. I thought that was was a really good. Tweet. Is that your best performing tweet was, to date? It's got uh, over not, it's not like 120, dead, but it was it was of recent memory. Yeah, yeah. Um, the fans were loving it, and they were going, "Oh, you're, you're <laughs> one of us now," etc. Et and I was loving that. I was liking all of them. And yeah, hundred percent in with the Saddlers. I think Saddlers' final question is in reference to your cough. Asking, are you take, yeah. have you taken anything before recording? Yeah, Bronco stop. I did Google that because I didn't know what it was, and it's like cough syrup. Yeah, or I, yeah. Um, I haven't, and luckily I haven't. I've only coughed once in this whole podcast so far. <laughs> it wasn't even a proper cough. It was like a <clears throat> as I was going. <laughs> yeah, so, you, I think you can even categorize all good, that as all a good. cough. Vital Warsaw, throw these questions. Yeah, Vital Warsaw. So yes, uh, you and the Verminator are on opposite sides of a WWE style tag team. Who do you pick as your partner? And then he's amended it to say uh, any other player than Dan Scar. Well, yeah, because Dan Scar is yeah. obviously the answer because he's massive. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's the player I was going to go with. I'll let you choose. I'll let you go first and I'll choose. I. Because the, the funny thing is you don't know any of the Warsaw players, so you won't know nah, who. I'm, I'm, <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? I'm, I'm going Sinclair. I now, knew you were going to go Sinclair. Now. I had a weird, really weird well, feeling. Do, do you know my reasoning? Are you familiar with... Got a beard. The, well, partly that's the reason. Are you familiar with WWE wrestlers? Do you know uh, who Daniel bit. Bryan is? No, I don't know. I've got no idea. Uh, Sinclair on, looks like him. Daniel Bryan, who is a multiple-time uh, WWE I didn't world know you champion. Were into your WWE. Oh, back in the day, mate. How old are you again? WWE. Okay, I do recognise his face. Yeah, he does look a bit like him. He is Stuart Sinclair. Okay, well there you go. That's choice. I, I, <laughs> I thought about this a bit, and I was a bit and wasn't sure to go with, and. I've decided to go with Liam Roberts. Oh, I would not have expected that. No, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I wasn't sure. I was thinking about this, but he's obviously tall as a goalkeeper, but he's a big personality, Liam. That's so, what you need in WWE. Personality showmanship. That's what I'm all about. As before, mm. as a before performance, as a, yeah, as a that's, showman, that's a good pick. He'd be the man, and I'm the I'm, I'll be the muscle. <laughs> You're the muscle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. Vital Warsaw also asks a question that you pretty much already answered. Warsaw or Wolves? Sorry, Warsaw and, and who? Warsaw or Wolves. So, Warsaw. Who, oh. who, 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 who are the other lot? I don't know who you're talking about. No either. idea. I, I don't know. Are they, I don't know. I don't know who they are, to be honest with you. Yeah. Just da- Warsaw all the way for me. Daniel Cave asks, uh, what the position do Warsaw most need to strengthen? You can't answer this already. But if you had to choose one signing oh, for one position. It has to be, for me, it has to be another winger. Alongside yes. Wes, um, you have to you have to sign someone for the right wing. I think Rory's done all right recently. Liam Kinsella played there not long ago as well. And he defensively wise does well, but going forward, there's nothing there really. Uh, we need another wing. We need, as Daryl has pointed out, forward thinking players. We need someone who can who can pierce the the defence on the other side because we're very sort of lopsided at the moment. Um, yeah, for me, winger is the most important. Uh, Chris at Chris five. Four seven one on Twitter. He hasn't got his full name. You don't need to say his handle. Just say his name. <laughs> so Chris, just Chris, uh, says. Rumor has it you indulge in a beverage. What's your tipple of choice, Liam? Oh, I wonder. I wonder where people got this from. <laughs> um, I. Uh, it depends what mood I'm in. I'm a big lager drinker, and frankly, I'll drink any lager. I'm not really picky. Uh, some people will go all. Oh, Do you just go to the bar and say, "Give us a lager." You don't specify. Not really. I'll say I'll, I'll say which one I want. But, uh, I'm not really fussy. I drink any. At uni, I was drinking two pound Carlsberg pints or Carling pints, and I'm not very fussy. But then occasionally, you just drink I'll, to get drunk at uni, don't you? Really? 
uh, I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> um, but to be honest with you, I yeah, I, I, with lager, I have anything. I do like some ales, pale ales, and, and things like that. I, I like that kind of stuff as well. And then I'm also a whiskey drinker as well. Oh, I do like. I like my Irish and my American oh, whiskey. Irish and American. Yes, I'm not a big fan. They're of They're a bit out of fashion, aren't they? Yes. Why are you on about Scotch out of fashion? And, Scotch and Japanese are the fashionable oh, whiskeys. I've never, I've never had Japanese whiskey. Very good. Japanese I uh, no, Scotch isn't for me. It's too. It's, it's got that sort of that woody kind of taste, and yeah, I don't really like it. Um, although I do have a very good story about drinking Scotch on my 21st birthday, but I'm not sure if I should say it. Why? Why not? Uh, I might. I could maybe give a water down. No, it's, it wouldn't even be. Well, a tell it. And I'll edit no, whatever you, 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 you don't need to edit it out, I'll just say it. So I, I was at uni at the time. Um, it was my birthday, obviously, as people know, it was the 29th of December, so we're not at uni at that time. So we did it in like the 15th, 16th or something like that. When we, like the last weekend we were still there before we went back home for Christmas. And um, it, was, it, was, it was in my, yeah, my third year, so my final year of uni in Liverpool. And we had a big uh, sort of house party to start the night, had a lot of people around, uh, had a big night, and all the lads I was living with, all my, my best mates at uni, we all, they all bought me a, a litre of uh, of scotch, because they knew I liked whiskey, but they they didn't realise I wasn't a massive scotch fan, uh, and I didn't say anything to, I, I think I've even told them to this day actually, that I didn't like it, because I drank it anyway, it's not like I, I wouldn't drink it, I, I'll, I will drink it if yeah. it's there, but I would choose to have like a, a JD or, do, or a Jameson's or something like that. Um, so it was Bowles whiskey, and a litre of that. Um, I may, this was, before, this was in the pre-drinks, I say house party, it was more like a pre-drinks basically. I may have drank almost the whole bottle before we left the house. <laughs> what? Yeah. How big was the bottle? It was a litre. Oh my God. <laughs> I, was, I was ill. Um, Do you I, remember I did, the rest of that night? Let me explain. I, I drank, I really shouldn't be putting this out there, I'm a respected journalist, but these, these things happen. I... I'll, I'll show you what I mean, then I'll have to explain it. I drank everything bar that much of the bottle, which is probably what two inches, yeah, maybe yeah. three inches left of the bottle. So there was about there was about that left at the bottom of the bottle, and I drank the rest of it. So I drank a hell of a lot. We're talking like I probably drank about eight hundred milliliters of it off, off the off the thousand milliliters. That's probably I put it into context. That's pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine you couldn't stop. You know what I was doing as well? I was I had a Stein glass. What's that? I, you know what a Stein glass is? It's Ameri- like American, a German uh, glass. It's like oh, a, like a, a tankard, like, like a double a... pint, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a pint times two in in volume. I know what you mean. Just a, with just the a, handle, just a big pint glass with a handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was pouring it into that, filling it with coke, and drinking that. <laughs> drinking, I was drinking it out of the Stein glass, and it was like ridiculously wait, strong. Wait, so you you were mixing the whiskey with coke? Yeah, yeah. So you, how much whiskey were you having in each? glass of coke because you must have well, drank I, so much liquid yeah no, no I did I did I, I started <laughs> off sort of normal like double measurements in like a normal glass and then as I got more and more drunk I started getting the stein glass out I was filling <laughs> this stein glass like like a good third full and then filling the rest of it with coke it was like they were really strong drinks and it was I couldn't even taste it at this point I was like <laughs> yeah it was, I was struggling so we went out to town um, I was struggling already not gonna lie to you um there was a a bar, well there still is a bar, called Sava, uh, that does one pound tequila shots. Um, <laughs> we went there, uh, everyone I was with started buying me these shots. They're oh, like, uh, yeah. they have like 50 different flavours, so they're loads of really nice flavours and things like that. Because I don't like normal tequila, I can't drink it, but I like like fruity flavours and things like that. They right. do have some horrible ones as well. They you're do a bit of some... fruity boy yourself. 
I don't know what that means, and I'm not, <laughs> not, not going to question it. Um, so they started bombing your and basically after that I don't remember anything. But um, we got to the club, and some of the girls who were with managed to convince the bouncer to let me in. Uh, and then all I did was drink water in the club. Oh, this is what I've been told afterwards, and, been, and, I've been, and I've been shown videos and pictures as well, uh, which I hope don't surface at any point. Um, basically, I had two mates either side of me holding my arms up. My head was bowed down like a, I was unconscious basically I was, like, I was like I was like a scarecrow they were holding me up and that's all I did all night and then eventually the bouncer noticed me and said he needed to take him home they, and they took me home that was it I woke, I woke up the next morning and there was a big probably because <clears throat> I woke up in the afternoon as well there was probably a good 12 hour gap that I've got no memory of what happened that's including sleep as well though so it's not too bad but uh, well, did you also ruin your friend's night for, because they had to take you home uh, a little bit <laughs> yeah I mean, there was there was a little bit of more to the story not not involving me involving some, some of my mates but I won't go into that uh, a little bit of a disagreement because I they happened to look after me um, but that was it was yeah that was the story when it comes to whiskey I really shouldn't have told that if I'm honest with you but yeah Cause, you know I said to you earlier on this podcast that I wanted to get rid of that reputation right and I've just told right. that story I mean what on earth am you I you cemented doing? it even further the drinks question it's it, it doesn't, it doesn't every bother week. me that much I, I didn't get any tweets about it yesterday which I was surprised but um, I might I might I might calm down a bit with those stories now but yeah that was quite it was a good night um, it was just I was very ill the next day very very ill well on that note on that note have we not got any more questions I'm sure we had one more didn't we that was one that we asked earlier about James Clark oh was it oh yeah. see on you know I know Go on then, throw that Go on next. Well, on that note, we'll, we'll finish on it there. Note, oh God, it goes quick, doesn't it? Time flies when you're having fun. But thank you for joining me, Liam. Thanks for having me. Uh, again, I said last episode that you'd have Luke back. You, d- you didn't have Luke back, he so it, didn't he? I'm not going to promise that. He, let's, not not, be, let's not be around the bush. He bottled it, didn't he? I'm not going to promise that again, but uh, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Goodbye.